Hello and welcome to the Instech London podcast. I'm here on a hot, sunny London morning in EC3 talking to Gareth Eggle, Head of Insurance at Flint Hyde, one of the leading headhunting firms in the insurance and insure tech space. So, um, Gareth, before we, we get into sort of the, the, the topics today, why don't you give us a little bit about your origin story and, and what you know about the insure tech space? Hi, Paolo. Thanks for that. Um, well, certainly, I'll gloss over the 36 years of prior insight into the insurance sector that I gained, even though I'm only 38, before joining Flint Hyde. Um, obviously, nepotism is a wonderful thing, as we all know, in the insurance sector, and my, I'm a second-generation insurance professional. So I've been around the market my entire life. Um, the reason that I joined Flint Hyde a couple of years ago was to establish a unique practice in the executive search space, um, and I spent a couple of months trying to figure out exactly what I wanted that profile to look like. And then, actually partially due to my relationship with you, Paolo, dug up the uh, benefits and excitement around the insurtech market. And those benefits for me aren't personally orientated, um, other than personal interest. Those benefits are around what it can do for the market, what it can do for society, and generally what the insurtech evolution can do to raise the profile of the insurance market and hopefully raise the uh, trust pilot rating as well. So the, the last couple of years really focused on getting a deeper understanding of what's been going on in this space and working with quite a few businesses. Okay, so that, that makes sense. Now, I guess the question, uh, what the point is that InsureTech can't be successful without people and it's all very well having some um, sort of brave innovators and entrepreneurs who want to, to kick off new businesses, but pretty rapidly they need people to join them to, to help them scale up their That's organizations. Right. Um, what, what do you see as the, the main difference when you're talking to, to people about working for an incumbent insurer or a startup? I mean, there's sort of lots of obvious ones like size, but what is it that's, that's really at the heart of the difference? So there's a number of things that a lot of these startups need, um, but what they've got in abundance is energy and enthusiasm. And I think you know it's, it's fair to say, without being ageist, um, that there is a lot of youthful exuberance in the insurtech space. And that, there are some pockets of experienced individuals who are looking to capitalise on the tech to drive alternative propositions. Uh, but you look at companies like Flock, uh, like Tapley, like InsuraCore, all businesses which uh, I know the Intertech London community have got an interest in and have heard from over the past couple of years. But, you know, they're populated by young professionals that have a, an enthusiasm for technology um, and the application of that technology. And actually, they're looking to solve problems. And I think that's um, one of the, the abundant different, or sorry, the most clear differences between what I see from a lot of the incumbent market and this, this new crop of enthusiasm the incumbent market seems to be playing more to around just reshaping products, delivering alternative service without really providing a, a comprehensive solution. Um, there are some that are d doing things a bit differently, and you know I'm not going to name names on the good or the bad, because I think it would be unreasonable to, uh, to point fingers in either direction. Um, but I think the talent that you'll see in the insure tech community, they are generally quite tech orientated which sounds obvious but you know these guys they have an interest in AI they have an interest in IoT they have an interest in blockchain and I'll stop doing the buzzword bingo but you know they have an interest in these technologies and their application whereas I think if you look into the incumbent market you've got people who are technically expert at what they do either be it claims or underwriting or compliance or whatever else and they've got this niche which they really go and focus on developing a deep level of expertise where the insure tech guys, they start with the tech and the idea, and then they do a bit of everything. 
So I think the fundamental difference uh, between working with an insurtech and working with a, a, an incumbent insurer is that in an insurtech, you do everything. I mean, you, yeah. one day you could be ordering the copier paper, the next day meeting with the CEO of a major global broker. And within the, the incumbent environment, it's just you've got a fairly traditional career path. You know, you go from underwriting assistant to assistant underwriter to underwriter to head of class to chief underwriting officer, part of the C-suite and everything else. Or, you know, that, that fairly steady ladder is what you get within the incumbent market. And you don't get that in insurtech. So, th- so that makes sense. But I guess if someone's sitting there having maybe been 18 months into a role with a, a traditional incumbent... Is that is it, is it too early to then then move because everyone will say oh well you tried it in the the real world and didn't succeed or you know actually is just a couple of years the perfect amount of experience? Yeah, is it, it's a it's an interesting question and forgive my cynicism a little bit but I think the uh, insurance market has done a really good job of trying to convince everybody that insurance is really really complicated. You know people can get their ACII qualification in a couple of years now. I mean you can progress through that very rapidly, uh, not just because of the um, free passes you get being degree educated, but people can actually sit down, apply themselves, and get fully professionally qualified in a very short period of time. Because insurance isn't actually that complex. You know, it's, it's contract law and the contracts are complex, mm-hmm. and there is a lot of complexity in the market. But the process of insurance, you know, the tripartite relationship between insured broker and insurer and how the business flows through, it's all about understanding risk and transferring that risk. And at this point, which I think may change and should change, um, but it's actually a fairly straightforward subject matter to learn and at least get a cursory understanding of if you're working in that professional environment. So I would say that, you know, particularly with people going on grad programs and stuff like that, they are immersed in lots of different types of insurance role. Um, if you're on a grad program for a couple of years now, you'll have worked in claims and in finance and in actuarial and in modelling and in underwriting for a period of time across various different classes of business. So after two years, you can have that kind of rounded understanding of the market and how it works. And you go and apply that to guys who are all about the tech and maybe a little bit naive about compliance and regulatory bodies and that sort of thing. And they can have a really meaningful impact in that space. Good. And that then maybe, maybe segues nicely to... Um to, to an important point to discuss, which is the creation of the Instech London Jobs Portal. The, the aim, I think, is to, to take the sort of experience that you've been building about what's needed out there and the fact that there's a, a lot of enthusiastic people in incumbent organisations but who actually haven't quite worked out how to find those opportunities. <coughs> Do you want to talk us through a, a bit the aims of the portal and sort of the different levels of service and, and what it's going to do for the community? So, yeah, absolutely. I think what Instech, have, uh, Instech London have done really well over the two years that I've been involved with, um, with the team is to highlight what this, this medium, this insurtech evolution offers to the market. And so I don't think it's just those young people trying to get into the space. I think it's people at all different levels that are really interested in this. They can see that, you know, they've been doing the same job for 20 years, not much has changed, the products might look a little bit different, the pricing strategy is different, the amount of capital in the market is different, but ultimately they're still doing the same thing. And they look at these guys who are doing such, have such diverse roles, they look at the sort of, forgive the... Um, the use of this millennial generation and the gig economy, and they think, wow, that's a really exciting way to live and work, and I've got a real appetite for it. So what we wanted to do, um, myself with the rest of the Instech London team, is to build a platform where 
individuals can understand what sort of vacancies are out there because it's not just coding and software engineering you know there's strategic leadership roles there's sales there's analysts there's research you know there's compliance there's a bit of everything that go that these guys these insure tech firms need and we wanted to give them the platform to what well, partially it's about them raising their own profile as businesses because you know we as, uh, as you know, we have a decent following at Instech London within social media, but they don't know all of the various firms that are out there. So we want to raise the profile of these organisations and give them that platform via the jobs portal to advertise what they're doing and how they're looking to grow and share their, their plans to an extent um, with a broad audience. But also we want to give the individuals that are looking to make those moves an opportunity to find them. Um, and you know this is this is a tailored jobs board. We're not accepting you know an underwriter for you know an ABC insurer or a, you know a producing broker for an XYZ broking firm. You know th- those don't interest the community Absolutely. in the same way as these opportunities. And it's not just about vacancies for insure tech firms. It could be vacancies for insure tech roles within incumbent players if they're demonstrating the kind of appetite and enthusiasm for this and they're really committed to it we want to partner with those guys as well because they are as important to the insurtech ecosystem as the startups i think that's a particularly important point in fact because the you know there, there is typically an inherent risk with joining a startup and if you've got the, the mortgage or the school fees or the expensive car payments or whatever it might be um that that can sometimes be sort of one 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 risk too far um and so you're, you're saying that there is an increasing number of, of opportunities for the incumbents that are opening up? Yeah, I mean, look, there's firms that would probably, you could classify as an insure tech, and I will, I will state a name because I think they're one of the most successful insure tech stories. You know, look at a Simply Business, for example. Yes. Um, now, they've just gotten some very meaningful support from a major organisation who are looking to invest in that business. And that means that they're going to be looking to further scale out their team. We want to help those guys because... You know, I don't know if you've walked around the Simply Business buildings um, over on Gresham Street, but I mean, they're a really funky place, and there's lots of diverse individuals. It's not like walking around the second and third gallery in Lloyd's, where it's lots of you know people in suits and ties. You know, it's com- the complete antithesis of that. And that sort of enthusiasm for scaling a business needs the right kind of support, and we can offer that to them as well because we're giving them access to the well, hopefully giving them access to the kind of talent that has an appetite for working in that sort of environment. So yet incumbents, startups, they all have an interest in the talent that we're looking to push this out to. Um, but that talent, as I say, that, that isn't just grads and coders, that could be people from within the in, in traditional insurance market looking to make that transition into this alternative space. I think, I think the portal probably better suits scale up rather than you know pre-money startup right. simply because I think those pre-money startups they are a big risk um, but that's not that I'm saying we want to exclude those guys because they still need people so if you're looking for a co-founder come and you know put it put it out there through the Instech portal we're trying to be really disruptive in the way in which it's structured from a charging perspective to support those startups and give them the opportunity to actually be able to capture meaningful talent that you'd have to pay huge sums of money for traditionally um, and be able to do so well, pretty cheaply by comparison to, to what a standard search firm would charge. 
Good. Well, so I think any anything that you know to, to use that overused word disruption, anything that disrupts <laughs> is is clearly good, uh, and hopefully benefits everyone. Um, just a, a couple of sort of final thoughts, I guess, um, from you. One is the you know the classic question of what's the, the best time to join. So you know we've just mentioned that. Um, you know, if you need a solid, stable income, you don't want to go to a, a three-person startup with no funding, but you've got some sort of scale-ups or examples such as Simply Business where, you know, you can get a, a, a more sort of reliable um, job. If, if you're sitting there as an actuary who's been doing 20 years of, of work in the market and you've got used to wandering around with the underwriters on the third gallery at Lloyd's, yeah, is it just all too much of a change you know have you seen people be successful after leaving um, 20 years of doing things in the old way so uh, there's a couple of ways to answer that question I think just looking at the traditional role within the traditional insurance market I think that is going to change anyway you know your actuary is going to have to become a data scientist Mm -hmm. your underwriter is going to have to become more diverse in what they do and they're likely to be more of a, a salesperson with you know backed up by a bit of underwriting so I think that's happened already to an extent. You're seeing more trading in the market rather than technical expertise, which is unfortunately is a, a symptom of a soft market. Um, but I think you, you've, this is a risk-averse sector yes. by nature, which is crazy considering it's all about accepting risk. But you know this, this is the reality. So I think it's populated by risk-averse individuals because that is drowned into you by the insurance sector. Don't overcommit. Don't go past the aggregates. You know, don't write that risk which looks terrible. It's not about let's work with that client and help them to enhance their risk and make it something which isn't going to hemorrhage cash for us. It's like, oh, well, yeah, we've got to think about the shareholders and the balance sheet. We've got to protect that, and that's what you've got to do. So if you've been working in that risk-averse marketplace for such a long time, it, it can be a challenge to move your thinking from risk aversion to, crikey, I'm going to go and join a two-man band and you know be their actuary, their company secretary, their compliance officer, and probably do a bit of HR, maybe do a bit of sales and everything else. You know, it's, it's a huge detachment. So people need to have a fundamental shift in the way in which they look at their careers mm-hmm. to be able to take this sort of project on. Because it's, it's likely to be a project. The, the tech, the startup arena, it encourages that kind of gig economy to further expand. You know, people might come and work with one startup for two or three years, get it to a Series A fundraise or get it to, you know, going live or sale or whatever else and then move on to the next project and yeah. then move on to the next project. So, you know, you see that advert on the telly about having five jobs in your career. Actually, the average number of jobs that people have in their careers now is 12 different jobs. That's 12 different companies. That's not working in one company and moving up the ladder. Right, it's actually moving. It's actually moving and moving and moving. So you can see if you've got, let's say for the sake of argument, you've got a 40-year career um, post-university or post-A-levels or whatever else, um, because, you know, we all want to retire in our 50s, even though we can't. Um, you know, you're going to be working in a lot of different areas and a lot of different spaces over that period of time. So that startup environment, risky, definitely, exciting, undoubtedly, challenging, absolutely, but in all the right ways. It's mentally stimulating, it's emotionally challenging, um, and you're finding yourself locked in a broom closet, which you can't afford, working with people that you have to get on with, but you know, undoubtedly, all the guys in these startups are really robust, small teams of people that believe in the vision. And it's, it's moving away from, this is what you are going to do on a daily basis, to wow, what could I do today? Excellent. No, good. So thank you. Um, as, a, as, a, as a closing thought then, more generally, so yeah, we're going into the, 
the, the summer lull in EC3. I don't think there'll be much of a, of a lull for the startups who are continuing to sort of chase cash that. and customers. Um, however, it looks like a, a busy autumn, sort of the, the th- what I'm calling the third autumn of, of, of InsureTech. Um, what, what's, what's going to be going on that's exciting you in sort of September, October time? Well, just quickly, nothing is going to stop over the summer. Um, I, I think, yes, there is the traditional European and UK model of let's all go on holiday and turn off for July and August, but insurtechs don't have the time or money to be able to do that. You know, they'll be working harder than anybody. So that nice lull in the traditional market is a good opportunity for these guys to come in and, and really um, cause a little bit of a fuss. Um, but October, September, um, now there's two different things happening around that time. There's some traditional conferences and there's some um, insurtech conferences. So you've got the nice traditional Monte Carlo uh, Rendezvous de Septembre, uh, which is you know, a, a massive reinsurance conference and Baden-Baden um, reinsurance gathering in September and October for the incumbent market. Um, but much more excitingly from my perspective, you've got Insurtech Connect over in Las Vegas um, in Caesars Palace. Uh, which at the moment I think they're up to around 3,000 delegates and attendees. Um, it's got well over 50 to 100 startups already uh, aligned to that. Uh, I'm hoping to be there, um, you know, not just because it's in Vegas, but actually because this community is a global one. And you, know, you look at the way in which people operate now in the startup market, it's without borders, it's without locational specifics, you know, they want to work with everybody at every time all over the world. And InsureTech Connect is, is going to be a really exciting gathering of market leaders from within the traditional marketplace and from some of the most exciting startups that are out there. So it's, it's definitely one to look out for. Um, and, you know, we'll share some additional information with the community, I think, uh, via Twitter and LinkedIn and everywhere else on, on how to get involved with that one. Perfect. Um, and I think probably we should um, meet. A, we should talk again in in the autumn, both to to talk about how the portal's going, but also to maybe do a compare and contrast of Caesar's Palace and um, the Café de Paris at the Rendezvous, and sort of really get a sense of what I suspect will be a, a continually slightly sort of downbeat message in Monte Carlo about where rates are and the the challenges of being an incumbent versus what will undoubtedly be an incredibly high energy, forward looking meeting at ITC in Las Vegas. Yeah, it's a good point. The the several times I've been to Monte Carlo, the conversations are generally the same. Uh, The people are meeting the same people year after year. Um, You can't go to two gatherings of Instech people and have the same conversation. You know, everything moves at such a pace um, that InsureTech Connect this year is bound to be even more informative and exciting than it was last year. And last year was a great success. Brilliant. Okay. Well, thank you very much, um, Gareth Eggold. Those who who haven't already found the portal, simply go to www.instech.london, where you can also link through to to various other podcasts, to the videos of our events, sign up for the mailing list, etc. Other podcasts coming up soon with a variety of startups and incumbents. And um, thank you for listening, Gareth. Thank you for your time. Thanks very much. Cheerio.